What's up, everybody? Over the Fence Podcast. Back again. I apologize. It's been way too long. And um, so I'm back. And uh, just really excited about this baseball season that's going on right now. We're uh, almost at the halfway point. All-Star break's coming up. And I'm um, just going to just gonna talk about some of my thoughts, you know, just going around the league and everything. I was just looking at some, uh, some of the recaps from last night. And uh, Yankees are off and running. Man, they've won seven straight. And uh, they beat the Astros last night, and they got everybody healthy, or just about everybody. That, that's starting lineup right now with Judge back now and Stanton back and Clint Frazier having to been sent to the minor leagues. So we'll see what happens if they're going to use him for trade bait. I mean, I would imagine so. I don't really know how he fits in with um, everybody else that they have up uh, up with the big club now. There's really no room for him, and he's just uh, he's an excellent – he's shown himself to be an excellent young player, so – I think there's a pretty good chance he gets traded for a pitcher. Which pitcher that is, I'm not so sure. Bumgarner got knocked around a little bit the other night by the Dodgers. But um, he still might be a formidable person. Remember what the Yankees need. They don't so much need a pitcher who's going to get them eight innings during the regular season. They need somebody that can go in there in the postseason and just put up zeros against the Astros or the Red Sox or whoever they're facing. But namely those two teams. And um, that's if the Red Sox make it, of course. The Red Sox themselves are 42 and 35 they rebounded from the slow start they're seven games behind the Yankees they're four and a half um no sorry Tampa Bay's four and a half behind the Yankees so they're three and a half behind Tampa and um but they're in that wild card spot and if the season ended today it would be a thrilling game I mean oh my gosh right now I'm sitting here it's June and I'm thinking the idea of Boston and Tampa Bay in a playoff game either in Tampa or in Boston man I wish it was October right now the American League playoff looks like it would be really interesting between Tampa, the Yankees, and Boston, all um, locking horns somewhere near the top of that division. Minnesota looks like they're going to run away with the Central, and Houston, despite having lost six straight, looks like they're going to have a. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a relatively easy time in the West. But then again, we got a whole second half ahead of us, and that's why you play the games, and um, and that's why I'm excited. You know, I really think this is just a great time of year when baseball, in my opinion. This is the time of year that baseball has sports to itself. Now, I know NBA's got the free agency going on. And baseball free agency is like nothing compared to these other sports because baseball free agency, nobody signs, as we saw last year. But we're already talking NBA free agency. You know, everybody, you know, the NBA draft was the other night. And where's Kyle Lowry going to go? And where's um, Kevin, Dur- you know, what's going to happen with Kevin Durant? And what about, not Kyle Lowry, I'm sorry, um... Uh, gosh, the other dude from Tampa, from Toronto, who just, um, they just won the championship. Well, he's, I'm coming up a blank right now. Sorry. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about the NBA. Um, the idea is that there's a lot of exciting things going on there in their off season, but baseball is the only sport that's on season right now. So NFL, not right now. NBA, I know free agency is going on, but not right now. In my opinion, July, August, baseball time, June, end of June, baseball time. Once that NBA Finals is done. Once they give that trophy away to somebody and they have that whole ceremony, I put basketball on the back burner and baseball's the only sport. And I, that's the way I see it. And, you know, I turn on sports radio and a lot of people are talking about the other stuff. And I'm like, OK, but give me my baseball because that's what I need. So in my opinion, this is where baseball baseball is king. Uh, National League, real quick, just running through, looking at it. I mean, basically, you've got the Dodgers I'll be honest with you. I'm not really sure if I can see anybody else in the National League beating an American League team in the World Series, but you never know. I mean, anybody can just get hot. Remember the Marlins in 2003 when they went in there and they beat the Yankees? I mean, you never know. Um, Atlanta, 
has started to separate itself. Philadelphia has lost five straight. Washington's won five straight. What? I didn't even realize that. And um, unfortunately, um, you know, the Mets look like they're kind of playing their way out of it. Cincinnati's played well, 36 and 38. And they had an exciting win yesterday in Milwaukee. Um, and the Cubs are good. Dodgers are great. I don't know if anybody in that division is on. Um, well, nobody in the division is catching them. I mean, Colorado's the closest, and they're 11 games back. But somebody in that division might uh, win the wild card. The wild card in the National League is wide open, but I just don't see any of these wild card teams going very far. I mean, the, the wild card contenders right now, San Diego is not far from it, and they're at 500. They're 38 and 38. Um, Milwaukee's 40 and 36. Philadelphia's 39 and 36. So if the wild card game was today, it would be Milwaukee and Colorado. And Colorado has just played one less game, so it would be in Colorado, but obviously they'd have played an even amount of games by then. Honestly, that doesn't excite me that much because I don't see either of those teams going much further, but, you know, I could be wrong. Anyways, um, the other thing that happened in baseball or that I just um, caught my eye in baseball this week was that there was a story about the idea of Tampa Bay possibly splitting home games between Tampa Bay and Montreal in another couple of years. Now, honestly, the more I read about this and the more I hear about it, the more I think this is a complete non-story. And this is just, um, I'm not sure where it came from, but the whole the way it's being presented, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, Kawhi Leonard, by the way, is the player I was thinking about with the, um, with the Toronto Raptors. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that I, they finally came back to me. Um, so the whole thing with Tampa and Montreal is the idea is that um, Tampa Bay, the Rays, would play half their home games in Montreal and half their home games in Tampa. Now, I think this would be a great idea if they were playing half their games at the stadium they're in now in Tampa and the other half of their games in the stadium that's in Montreal right now, Olympic Stadium. Because if the problem is that they can't draw enough fans at the stadium that they're at and they think they can draw a huge number of fans in this other stadium, and you know, then it would make sense. And then Tampa Bay and Montreal, those are both eastern cities, and they're not, Montreal's more northeast, so it's closer to when they play the Yankees. It's closer to when they play Boston. It's closer to when they play Toronto. It's a lot closer to Toronto. So logistically, it would make a lot of sense, and I think the fans would really be excited. Can you imagine a bunch of Yankee fans traveling up to Montreal to see the Yankees play against the Rays? How about a bunch of Boston fans doing it? How about a bunch of Toronto fans doing it? It would definitely happen. I think they probably wouldn't even have that hard a time selling out. The problem with this theory is that from what I've heard, both cities have to get brand new stadiums for it to happen. So both cities have to build a new stadium for them to share a team for, let's see, 81 games. You split it in half, maybe 40 on one side, 41 on the other side. Now, answer me this question. How would that make any sense in the world? If I'm building a brand new stadium, I'm building a brand new stadium to have a team for half the season? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, is Montreal going to do that? Is Montreal actually going to support the idea of building a new stadium for these half-season Montreal Rays? Is Tampa going to support the idea of building a stadium so they can share the team with Montreal and only have about 40 or 41 home games when they haven't even gotten them to agree to a new stadium for 81 home games? Not happening. That's why I kind of think this is kind of a non-story, and I don't know if maybe this is a way, a ploy, a threat. Which which one of these cities will build the stadium first? If Tampa builds it, Tampa gets them all year. If Montreal builds it, they move to Montreal and Montreal gets them. I'm all for baseball moving back to Montreal. And I'll be honest that I haven't been to either of these Tampa or, or you know Miami to see baseball. But Florida baseball looks like a disaster. 
So maybe Florida doesn't need two teams. So I'm all for baseball moving back to Montreal. But if they're going to split and they split with the current stadiums, like I said, it makes sense. I know that um, there was a time when I think the um, Sacramento Kings played in, um, they spent half their season in Omaha and the other half in Kansas City, I think. And they were called the Kansas City Royals or the Omaha Royals or I don't know what, something like that with basketball. And I'm pretty sure this used to happen in the Negro Leagues too. I feel like the Homestead Grays, I got to research that. Probably sort of researched it before I recorded, but um, I'm pretty sure that the Homestead Grays played some games in Pittsburgh and some games in Washington, D.C. I got to look that up. I'll follow up with that on the next episode. But I don't think I, the idea of splitting their season is not unheard of. It's not ridiculous. What makes it ridiculous is that they have to build new stadiums to do it because then just whoever builds a new stadium just move there. And I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. So is Tampa Bay going to move to Montreal? I'd be for it. I'd be okay with it. Um, I love the idea of baseball in Montreal. I honestly think, though, that baseball should expand. So if Tampa's not going to move, then I think baseball should expand. One more team, each division. There's enough talent. There's enough talent coming from the Caribbean. There's enough talent coming from Asia. And hopefully, eventually, you'll get more kids in the United States playing baseball. And they'll have enough talent here. And if the game's played right, I don't think it's a big deal having, you know, the talent's going to be diluted. I don't think it's a big deal. And I don't want to get too much into that because now I'm coming up on nine minutes here. Actually, I'm past nine minutes. But um, there's enough talent. I say baseball expand. Go to two 16-team leagues. Do away with all this interleague because there's way too much. Just have a lot less interleague games. Maybe even, I, I'm, I'm okay with having some, but maybe like maybe 10 interleague games a year or six interleague games a year, but not interleague all year long. Or tear down the leagues and just have like an East and a West conference and have the Mets and the Yankees in the same division and the Angels and the Dodgers in the same division. I'll do another episode about that. But either way, baseball needs to realign because all this interleague all season long, it kills the All-Star game. It takes a lot of the steam out of the World Series and it's just... It's not good. So I really do. I'm for expansion. If there's expansion, definitely Montreal. Anyway, over the fence, I'm going to um, try to keep staying into it. I'm sorry that it was so long between this one and the last one, but I'm back and I'm here at Over the Fence Podcast enjoying baseball. And for now, we're out. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Over the Fence Podcast. Um, so it is, I don't like to timestamp my podcast episodes. But I will just say um, it is a specific day in the middle of the year that is very significant as far as holidays are concerned. And it's a day that, um, it's a day you kind of, if you're a baseball fan, you kind of look at the standings. And it's been said by somebody that whoever's in first place on this particular day usually wins the pennant. And of course, that's from back in the day when finishing in first place won you the pennant, where there were no divisions and so on. Well, now, of course, we have six divisions and we have two wildcard spots. And so just glancing over the standings and everything, and I figured I'd just turn on the mic and just talk about it real quickly. So um, the All-Star Game's coming, and it's going to be in Cleveland, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. I always look forward to the All-Star Game, even though it's not the same as it was when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, you turn on the All-Star Game, and it was an opportunity to see American League players face National League players. Now we see that every night. Now there's constant interleague, so it's not as big a deal for that. And um, also, guys are moving around so much, so there isn't as much identity. You know, it used to be Ken Griffey Jr. was synonymous with the Mariners, but then, of course, he wasn't. He ended up going to the Reds. 
and um, other players were synonymous with other teams. But even, you know, by the time I started watching the All-Star game as a kid in the 80s, it was changing. Players were moving around a lot, but not like today. Um, and your All-Stars are always changing and different and everything like that. And so we'll talk more about the All-Star game as it gets closer. But specifically just looking at the standings right now, I mean, the Yankees are off and running. And they have a chance to put away Tampa this weekend and just bury them and really just coast for the rest of the year. Who would have thought that considering it's just amazing. Like when they lose a player, it's like, so what? You know, like Stanton lost most of the season and then comes back for, I don't know, a week, two weeks and then gets hurt again. Now he's out till August. And, you know, if you're a Yankee fan, you just kind of shrug. Like, we don't really need that guy, you know? But what they obviously need is that lockdown starter. So where it's going to come from, I don't know. I don't think it's going to come from Washington because I don't think Washington's trading Scherzer. Scherzer is um, part of a Washington team that is now very much in the race. As a matter of fact, they're in a virtual tie for the wild card as I speak and as I give this podcast. And so it looks very much like, and they're actually playing against uh, Miami. I'm time-stamping the podcast. Okay, whatever. But they're playing against Miami now, and um, they have a chance to solidify themselves in that wild-card spot. But right now, they're tied for the top spot. So they're not trading any... They're not trading players. They're not trading pitchers unless they just fall out of it, unless they have a terrible two weeks or so and just completely fall out of it, which could happen. But right now, they're playing well, and um, so I don't think Scherzer's going to be their guy. So... You know, maybe it's Bumgarner. I don't know who else is really available. The thing is, they're just there. Usually, aren't a just a, a whole lot of players to pick from when it comes to trade deadline starting pitchers. If you're really looking for that lockdown ace, and in this case, um, they're lucky that there's somebody, so they have to do what they can to get someone. Because as good as they are right now, it's not going to mean anything when you're facing Boston in the playoffs and they have better pitchers than you, even though they had a regular season record that was ten games worse. And for a Yankee team like this, you know, two straight good years without going to the World Series, they have to at least get there. So looking at the National, now the American League is very top heavy. You know, I'm just looking at the American League and it's very top heavy. You got the Yankees, Tampa, Boston, Minnesota, Houston, Oakland's in it, Texas is in it. And I would say Cleveland, well, Cleveland's definitely in it because they're tied for the top wild card spot. The rest of these teams are not in it. I mean, the White Sox are having a nice year, um, but, you know, they're showing that they're getting close, but they're not in it. And the teams that are out of it are really out of it. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, I'm looking at some of these teams. Toronto's 15 games back of the wild card. There's nobody in the National League 15 games back of the wild card. Detroit's 18 games back. Kansas City, 19 games back. Baltimore's 22 and a half games back of the wild card. They're 31 games back of the division. Now, I mean, these are teams that we didn't think were going to be in it. But my point is that the bad teams in the American League are really bad. Like, they're horrendous. And the good teams are just really, really good. So, the American League is very top-heavy. And what that means for the second half, I don't know. I mean, I think the National League second half might actually be a lot more interesting because, like I said, the American League, the Yankees, they could probably put the, they could, they have the possibility of putting away the division this weekend. They have four games in Tampa. If they sweep those four games, they'll be ten and a half games up on the Tampa Bay Rays. And eleven games right now, they're eleven games up on Boston. If they if they win all four games, even if Boston wins all four of theirs, they'll still be eleven games up on Boston. Odds are Boston doesn't win all four of theirs because you know. That's not easy to do. So they literally could put the division away before the All-Star game. A team that has that many injuries. You know, Minnesota. Yeah, Cleveland's seven games back right now. It's possible Cleveland could catch them. But, you know, right now Minnesota looks like they're running with that. That could end up being an interesting race. We'll see. And Houston and Oakland. Oakland's not catching Houston. Come on. 
Oakland might have a chance of that wild card. They're only a game a game back of the wild card, but they're not catching Houston. So the American League, that wild card race might be kind of interesting, but it might be kind of second half. American League looks like it's just um, close to being decided. Atlanta, Philadelphia um, can get buried if they if they're not careful. They played a little bit better lately, but and they're definitely in the wild card race. But Atlanta could pretty much solidify that division. But the National League Central, any team can win. Even Cincinnati, who's in last place, is four and a half games back. Close, um, they're three and a half back of the wild card, four and a half back of the division, and they're below five hundred. If they get hot, you never know. And the National League West is the only one thing that's just really wide open. I mean, not not wide open, but pretty much closed down in that the Dodgers have it pretty much set. But Colorado and Arizona are in the wild card race. Colorado's only half a game back. Now, I just wanted to talk about this briefly because I just noticed it. And that is that the apparently this weekend, the Washington Nationals are going to be wearing Expos uniforms and are going to be having um, Expos Day or Expos Weekend or something like that. And, um, gee, I don't know. I can't speak for Expos fans. I mean, we all know, and for those of you who don't know the story, although if you're, if you're of a certain age, you definitely know that the Washington Nationals used to be the Montreal Expos, and after the 2004 season, they moved to Washington and became the Washington Nationals. And now this weekend, they're going to wear Expos uniforms, and they're going to call it Expos Weekend. And I don't know what else they're doing. I mean, I guess they're going to acknowledge Expos history and all that, which, um, in my opinion, I don't like that idea. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. How do, how do you move to a different city, change your name, and then 15 years later turn around and acknowledge the history of your original city? How do you think people in Montreal feel about that? Now, again, I'm not an Expos fan. I can't speak for them. But I can tell you, if I was an Expos fan and I lived in Montreal and you left me with no baseball team 15 years ago, and then you turn around and you celebrate the history of my team and wear my uniform while you're in your new city, take that uniform off. That's what I would say. Take that off. But put your red uniforms back on and be the Nationals and leave us alone. We deserve an expansion team. We deserve somebody else to move here and become the new Expos. We don't need you guys patronizing us by having Expos Day in Washington. What good is that? Having Expos Day in Washington, seriously? I I wouldn't like it. If I was an Expos fan, I would not be for this. Because you left. And you should have left the history behind. That's it. You're a new franchise. You can't turn around and act like, oh, you know, we're still down with Montreal. Oh, we just want to acknowledge history. No, 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 no. When Montreal gets an expansion team, and they will, or when they get a team to move there, whether it's the Rays or somebody else, and they will, I, get, I, I really do believe that within the next 10 years, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, Montreal will have its own team again. They'll probably call it the Expos. They'll probably have those same uniforms and everything again. They can start up their history again. They can have two, you know, double jointed histories of the two different Expos franchises. But you do not need the Washington team that left 15 years ago sitting in their new home in Washington talking about the Expos and wearing Expos uniforms while people in Montreal are sitting there without baseball. That's not something I'd like. But I'm not an Expos fan. Just saying how I feel. Oh, the fans podcast. We'll talk about the All-Star game soon, the selections and so on, and uh, what we expect from it. Cleveland. There was a big All-Star game in Cleveland back in 1981. It was the first All-Star game right after the strike in 81. And maybe we'll compare the two. Talk about that 81 All-Star game, which you can look at online and watch it. And then talk about this coming All-Star game. And compare what baseball was like back in 81 to now. And just the energy of it and everything like that. And what it's going to be like out at Progressive Field next week. All right. Over the Fence Podcast. Happy holidays. We're out.